what are the key principles to designing amazing experiences? We're going to go deep on last week's video into hitting the emotional core every user seeks. Give them a night at the theatre. Welcome to The Draft by Vale Academy, an educational platform for hospitality entrepreneurs and the designers that serve them. The Draft is a weekly show where I, Scott Valentine, deliver my draft but curated ideas to you so we can learn and grow together. Understanding the complexities of design is something designers and architects take years if not decades to master. In our previous video, we talked about the dismissive client assuming what makes design is something very simple. But going over it in my own design principles, I found myself thinking, no wonder people are dismissive of the complexities of design. There's a lot to take in. After 15 years of design, it's often a natural reflex for someone like me um, to see the world like a designer, but not everyone thinks like I do. Today, I want to try and break down some of my thinking of design to help you understand what's going on in an architect's head. Well, at least mine anyway. Again, this is my draft thoughts on the matter, laid out to you to the world so you can see how an architect or designer thinks. If you want to add, dispute, or have any questions, uh, it would be great for you to just comment down below. Our goal is to add value to your next project, your hospitality business, or your design studio. I'm going to list through these subjects one by one. So first up, expansion and contraction of space. In screenplays, this could be written as conflict and challenge because what we want to do is introduce points of emotional drama into space. Whether they feel solitude, anticipation, mystery that leads the end user into a space of elation, relief or elevated joy in order to shape the emotional emotions of the user uh, we can't just show them a finished space like ta-da that's the emotional well that's the design equivalent of going up to someone on the street and asking them to marry you give that a try and let me know how that works out for you so what we can do is shape the user experience to, to, to with a, with a tall space, with a short space, uh, expansive with low ceilings, expansive with high ceilings. Uh, we can fiddle around with this. This will just start the, the shape of the emotional journey for our end user. So the next one is proportions. This almost belongs under expansion and contraction of space. And really it is, but it's more than that. And it's important to understand how a small change to proportions of something can change how it's interpreted by an end user. Strangely enough, uh, a few millimeters can actually make the difference. And usually the difference is that something between exceptional and something turning out meh, no one actually reacts to. Uh, it's amazing how that works out. Understanding how to appropriately manipulate space with proportion is a bit of an art form developed over a number of years. However, the art form is built from understanding vast arrays of projects and the work that was done before. For a basic example, is a three millimeter three sorry, is a three meter ceiling height appropriate for a retail store? Most would agree, generally not, as in the space where it'll make us feel constricted and, and uncomfortable. However, it's totally appropriate in a bedroom. So the next principle is touch, textures, patterns, materials. 
play a vital role in helping us guide the user's emotions on how they should feel about a space, warm, cool, nostalgic, uh, significant or insignificant. Using materials like off-form concrete, painted plasterboard, glass, fabric evoke feelings within a user. Note, however, we can't always predict exactly what emotion we will create. One person's luxury can be another person's lame. Next, we have composition, taking the textures and what happens when you arrange them together. Too many textures, colors, and elements can confuse the user. If that's your goal, then hey, hey, you're winning the composition game. Often, however, we're trying to limit how many colors, textures, and patterns we have and arrange them into a composition that creates a simple and legible design. But the narrative of your project will give light to just how textures, colors, and patterns should be used in your project. Next one we're going to is smell. Often overlooked for materiality of design, for the, the, the physical things of, of design. Smell can invoke feelings. We associate smells with past memories, the smell of fresh paint in a newly painted house, the smell of freshly cooked baked goods in the morning, flowers as we enter the garden, or any number of things. So we don't forget the beneficial smells in your hospitality business, like maybe a bakery. And do not also forget the non-beneficial smells um, of your business that could be created, like uh, the age-old favorite of nightclub carpet. Mmm, delicious. We seem to be building a bit of a theme here, right? It's like we're trying to connect people's senses with physical space. A novel idea. The next one is sound. Traffic, construction work, machinery. I don't think it'd be a revelation to say these aren't welcome sounds um, that can cause everything about your design to be ruined. But think a little deeper than this. How can we control sound to produce a specific outcome for the end user? Specific feelings, curated playlists are a good start. In recent study of how the elements of animation come together to shape an emotional experience, I noticed in every occasion that music was the overall conductor of the user's feelings. Music tells you what to feel. As long as you buy into it from the start, all the other physical elements are the support act that reinforce the way you feel. So I think this is the last one. It's unexpected and surprise. Unexpected elements, moments of mystery are essential to creating design that elates. In hospitality, it's key. Theatrical part of design. In each of the subjects we just touched on, there's always a moment of surprise. I had a revelation a few years back when I moved from Singapore to Jakarta. Singapore, while being a great city, has a lack of mystery, except in probably some of the older areas. Um, the places that do connect with people are where and where they want to go are a lot of the time the old colonial parts of Singapore. Small lots, small laneways, and a lot of mystery. Jakarta, Jakarta's insane. You can't predict what will happen tomorrow or what's around the next corner. For good or bad, this tells a story of mystery and keeps you guessing. I believe this is the point which Airbnb wins its guests. The gamble of what will uh, we get is alluring to us as human beings. We crave the element of surprise in our lives, as opposed to the guests that craves the assuredness of a brand-named hotel. There's a lot going through the mind of the designer when they're creating, but by pulling apart the building blocks of what makes design valuable, 
is helpful to engage the wider community about why design matters to them and how it adds value. Now I want to turn this over to you. Do you have any other ways you can capture the heart of the users around you with space? Do you disagree or agree with my, my theories on design or with the principles that we use? Uh, do you want to know more detailed references or do you have detailed references of commercial spaces that have, uh, that have, uh, that have successfully used theatre in design? I mean, one of my favourite is actually uh, in Bali is a beach club called Potato Head. Now, that uses theatre in design in a, in a really wonderful way. So, do you have any other experiences that, that you can give reference to? If you like this video, hit that subscribe button, click the bell to get updates. We'll release a new episode each week. Thanks for joining us on The Draft.